Welcome to episode nine. No, oh, geez. Okay, let's start again. Moment episode of nine. Moment of silence. <laughs> I, James, founded and work for HPI, but do not represent them or any of their opinions. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 326 of the Furlough Bros Tech Podcast. Every week, we definitively answer one question about the future of tech. To do that, we take into account many factors, including the companies involved, the people working for them, their marketing, and of course, the technology they are developing. I'm Matthew Dean Furlough, and playing the Kerbal Space Program is my brother, James Furlough. The what? The Kerbal Space Program? The, the greatest purple. video? Oh my gosh, James, have I got good news for you. This is like the best video game. It's a, it oh. is, a, you, you make rocket ships. You make rockets. I'm in. It's a physics simulator for building rockets. Seriously? Yes. This is who this show is also now sponsored by. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's the name of this app? Uh, Kerbal. I, I think is this, is to, this like, can I get it on my phone? Like, I don't think you can get it on your phone. I don't, I've never Kerbal. tried. It might be Kerbal. Kerbal Space Program. Like C-U-R-B-A-L? K-E-R-B-A-L. K-E-R Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. Is it also called Simple Rockets? It might be. Simple Planes? Space Frontier? Oh, man. These actually, all these apps look pretty awesome. Um, all right. So if I, would I go online onto a, yes, onto a website? Yes. K-E-B-R-A-L space program. So yes. you suggest that that's .com. Kerbal space program. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's wow, it doesn't use flash. That's amazing. I know. It's uh yeah, it's great. They also have, sound is there? They also have like a door. To... They also have like a hallway simulator that's built into it now, which is a hallway simulator. Yeah, it's a okay. It, all right, it gets, it gets weird. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> um, some it's one of those. It's one of those games where, as fun as it is, the videos of it is videos are almost more fun of the spaceships that people have created. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all spectacularly. Um, Un, what was the uh, what's the term? Unplanned rapid deconstruction. Ah, yes, Un- yes. Unscheduled rapid deconstructions. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so this week, uh, sort of keeping with the theme, uh, the question that we want to answer is uh, this: Is Elon Musk the best, or is he the greatest? Ah, is he simply the best, or is he the goat? <laughs> There we go. That's um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's. This is kind of a fun week. I don't know why. So I don't know uh, why. I know why. Well, I mean, I know why. But I I got into <laughs> it. I started getting really into for some like I've I've always cared about SpaceX. If you've been a long term listener, we you know we care about the company. But like I've never watched the the, the launches live. I've never been a like I've I've never. I've always been into it more in concept than in practice. Uh, it's sort of like mm. me in sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I like the Warriors. It doesn't mean I watch them, but I like exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> um, I do watch them, but uh, <laughs> I'm a tra- Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so this was, that's a great example. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and, and so 
I've been, I started, I don't know what changed, but I really started to get into this and get excited and anticipate. And so, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about the Falcon Into his, Heavy. the Falcon Heavy, which was this last week. Correct. Uh, that was a, was it a Wednesday, a Thursday? What day was it? Wednesday, right? Wednesday, I believe. I feel like it was, I feel um, like it was a Wednesday. Yeah. So kind of like, there's a couple of different uh, pieces of this that I want to get into and to talk about. Number one, sort of the lead up to it, what, what was going on before the launch? What is it? Um, how did the launch go? And why it's important and where we're going in the future beyond that. So for, for this, and, and the lead up I think is actually part of the really interesting aspect of this because there was a lot of doubt. It will start with the fact that Elon Musk had very publicly stated that he was giving launch a launch success a 50-50 chance of the Falcon Heavy. Wow. Um, yeah, not not super high, but it's it's a very big change. And we'll get into a little bit about what's the difference between what, what was this test and why it was such a big difference and why it was such an engineering challenge. But that's where the guy who paid the bill to launch this thing was putting that at. Um, this Man, is also coming. Take some guts. Uh, yeah, this is also coming right off the back of the failed Zuma launch. And if you're not following space uh, launches religiously, you probably missed this. <laughs> but yep. there was a top secret launch satellite called Zuma, and it was carried up on a Falcon Nine. And because it was top secret, there was you got the entire live stream of the launch up until the uh, payload was actually revealed where the main, the main, how the, co- the main coverings, the main housing break off and show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the video cut out a couple of, couple of seconds before that occurred. Mm-hmm. And then there was a little bit of question. And then, so the, the, the satellite had gotten into space and then everybody kind of went quiet for what was going on for a while and then like the next day it was announced that the satellite had been lost. <laughs> um, oh. Now, and losing the satellite is a big deal because you're, you know, it's, it's a hundred million dollar launch for a lot yeah. of, you can be, these launches can be very, they're, they're tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars depending on the payload and where you're putting them into yeah. orbit. So, you know, and, and that's just to get into space. So you're talking about a very expensive piece of equipment this happens to be an ultra expensive piece of equipment. It was being built by Northrop, Northrop Grumman. It was a, as best we can tell, a spy satellite. Um, super expensive. Hmm. Uh, lots and lots of years spent on it. And yeah, to lose it is a big deal. And the question was, because it's top secret, nobody is able to say what it went wrong and who's at fault. Yeah, I mean, because clearly the thing went up into space. Yeah, it made it. And, and, Tesla, or Tesla, not Tesla, um, SpaceX's, SpaceX's response, actually, statement has been, look, we did everything we were supposed to do. It's not, we, we are not at fault. And if there's any evidence that changes our opinion on that, we'll come clean with it. So the, wow. the general consensus, and this is just people guessing because it's all top secret, nobody can say, is that Northrop, Northrop Grumman actually messed up on the second stage, the coupling to the second stage and or and this is the, the or more, they didn't mess up yeah this is actually the this that's is the that's more, my vote that's my vote this is the Conspiracy more fun one theory. is that it's a secret spy satellite and 
it's really hard to hide a launch, but it's really easy to claim that it disappeared in space. Nobody knows. And we lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's my vote. Stop looking for it because you're probably not going to find it. So <laughs> it's totally blown up. <laughs> it's definitely not in space anymore. That's the one thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, but that's, you know, honestly, chances are that's, that's not what happened. Chances are it was lost and it's a big question. So this is sort of what we're coming into. Um, also, as we were building down. Plus the, the Facebook one or yeah. middle of last year. I mean, it's not like they've been impeccable for the last 50 years. Right. This is the last two are, years. Yeah. The last these, one year. <laughs> these things aren't perfect. It's a brand new spaceship. And then the government shut down for. Um, oh, gosh. That's right. And yeah. And during that, they weren't able to launch to actually put delayed them. And cause they weren't able to do some of the, you imagine if you bought your tickets and were there to go watch the launch. And that was the reason why it got scrubbed. Oh man. I would, if you ended up being, by the way, I would love to watch a launch in, in IRL. Can I say in IRL? I don't think that's nope. That's that's definitely that's you can, you can, if you're going to pay for it with your pin number, what? Uh, um, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I would love to see a launch in real life. That'd be so awesome. Like watching those videos that like regular people took or just you hear the sonic booms and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so we'll, we'll get amazing. into it. We have, we have a video that is definitely worth it. It is my favorite video that I've seen. I've watched a ton of videos of the launch, the landings and everything. Is it the one that I shared or a different one? No, I think it's a different. I didn't get it from you. Okay, it is. Right. It's a dude who was very far away, and just had the camera pointed at the like knew what he was doing. He had the camera pointed at the right exact right spot in the sky, and so you see the rockets, the the boosters as they're about to land, fall, ignite, light off, slow down, and it's a really far off shot. So you're able to see the entire thing of them coming down. Pans. Yeah, it's totally the video I shared, but oh, you it? obviously it's got it from someone else. It's like a, it's like a minute long. Yeah, yeah, and he's describing to you. Yeah, and you get the sonic boom and oh my the gosh, and yes. the, the rocket, the boosters going off. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, and then and you're like, he goes, "There's the sonic boom." And it you're is like, what? And then yeah, and then you hear the reverberations of the rockets going off, and it's and it just gets louder. And like, oh it is gosh. the best, most surreal video that they've shown. I, fantastic! Yeah, I love. I it. wish they had a VR version of that. that so would be awesome. Before we get to, they should have that just in general. What are we like? That should be a thing. So before we get, yeah, that actually would be that'd be great. Before we get to for the room, let's talk about what the Falcon Heavy is. So yeah, okay, you, okay. So. SpaceX has been launching rockets called the Falcon 9s. They are the fifth iteration of the rockets and quote unquote, the final form of them. These rockets, their big selling point is that they can land themselves. So they're reusable. Convenience. Yeah, it would, it's a major and cost effective. <laughs> yeah, it's a major reduction in price. Uh, the Elon Musk's analogy has been spaceflight up to this point has been the equivalent of building a 747 flying it across the country then throwing it away because that's the best you can do you can't land them so now yeah. you can land them it makes a big difference um and and this is actually pretty good proving ground because if you think about it the the, the space shuttles were proof that you could reuse a major portion of a rocket so that you know yeah. part of the lift system and 
so there's there, there this was a valid strategy that they were coming up with they overcame it the falcon nines have been um screaming successful the falcon nines have nine merlin engines on them each so each 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 tube each cylinder has nine rockets um they've only had one misfire in like the last three years where one of the rockets was supposed to fire and didn't the rockets can compensate for that so it's not even the end of the world if they they can like they can deal with it uh but they're but the merlin and by they they mean the SpaceX. computer that yeah. runs the entire thing correct yes <laughs> But SpaceX has been has the actual engine that runs. It's kind of like the first autonomous vehicles, if you think about it. <laughs> That's actually pretty true. Um, but the but the 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 point here is that their their reliability is actually super high. Yeah, they're reusable. They're relaunchable. That's they cool. Do, they do full thrust tests of before every launch, which nobody does because these things are all designed to be. One and done. One and done. Yeah. So they, so Tesla is one of the few that do, that that can even do that practically. Um, so the Falcon Heavy was basically the idea. The simple explanation was you you generally speaking you have one core that brings up the payload. They're going to strap three two to the sides and have three. Um, <laughs> that ended up being quite the quite the engineering challenge because. The two side boosters are standard Falcon 9s. They've already flown more than once. But the center one, the core, as they call it, uh, had to be really specially designed to deal with the added force and, of everything and to deal with it. So, they, so the center core is a highly specialized cord compared to the side ones. But that's all right. It's also got the second stage. Uh, the payload to low Earth orbit is a 100... In forty thousand seven hundred pounds, um, which is really big. So low Earth orbit is obviously like the lowest you can go and still be in orbit around Earth. Um, to get to Pluto, it could get a payload of thirty five hundred kilograms. To Mars, it can do about uh, sixteen hundred or thirty seven hundred pounds. And to get to um, Geosync GTO, it can do about sixty thousand pounds. This is a really big rocket. This is the mm. biggest payload that any current operating rocket can do on Earth. Uh, it is not the biggest rocket that's ever built. That is a that is a, a crown that is that has been held by the Saturn V and continues to be with Saturn V. Saturn V. Yeah, 5 I'm looking at a size chart here. Yeah, it's crazy. It looks like NASA had some bigger ones or concept ones larger maybe. ones have been built mm. there have been concept rockets that have would have been bigger than the saturn V. the saturn V, when they talk about the biggest it's not physically the biggest but it's the largest carrying capacity of any rocket that's ever been built wait say that again it's the largest carrying capacity so the payload uh, that it can actually get into space okay um, okay and so to to give you a comparison, um, the Falcon Heavy, uh, low Earth orbit, we just said 140. The Saturn V could do 300,000, so twice the payload to low Earth orbit. Uh, huh. Like crazy big. One of the fun parts that Musk threw out there is he goes, there's no real reason why we can't strap two more boosters to the Falcon Heavy. <laughs> Called it the, the Falcon Super Heavy. He's like, then he'd be bigger than the than the Saturn V. 
you totally want to do that. That's you didn't just throw that out there as like a casual thing. You have engineers working on how hard that would be to do. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that generally speaking, most payloads that need to get to space, um, uh, satellites and stuff, unless you're sending humans to the moon with return spacecraft, um, you don't really need a something as big as the, uh, you don't need something that big. You can, you can get by without it, which is why nothing exists. That's, there's no, there's no market forces that's pushing anybody to build a rocket that big um, right now. So it just doesn't exist. Uh, It's 230 feet tall, which is pretty tall. It's white and black. It's got nine uh, Merlin engines per booster for 27 Merlin engines total. And again, with a super high uh, level of, um, uh, reusability. It can produce 1,700,000 pounds of force at sea level to get it. That's a lot. Out. Yeah, it's it's enormous. Um, the the Falcon Heavy that went to space came complete with one Tesla Roadster and a spaceman. Um, That's right. Yeah, spaceman with David Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. And on the dashboard, it had a "Don't Panic" a Tip a hat to uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I appreciate. Is that what that was? Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. The this this Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy had, comes with a sleeve with a large word emblazoned on it. Don't panic. <laughs> um, I like so, it. Yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. This is very cool, and a lot of people were wondering why you know kind of flustered by oh why are you throwing a three quarter of a million dollar or a quarter of a million dollar car in this space what's the point of this and the reality of it is that for these sorts of tests you need what's called a dummy weight um yep. companies use lead blocks or steel blocks rather or concrete blocks to simple because they're cheap yeah they're really cheap and musk had a spare uh original tesla lying around yeah, so decided Let's put it in his face. Because um, he understands PR and yeah. how to get attention. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's actually, there's value to this. Um, yeah, I've read some dumb articles about, not dumb articles, but. Just people who don't have a sense of humor and don't know how to have fun articles. Yeah, well, especially because they're like one of the, like. It's, it's not tw- their money. Well, it's, it's okay. They're, they're frustrated about the twisted irony of a union busting billionaire CEO throwing quarter million dollar electric cars into space on his privately owned rockets and just okay people who are frustrated with the way the world has worked does work and will always work this is one billionaire i don't think you need to be upset at but okay fine i know that's where i'm at i'm like musk we're gonna get upset i mean he's not perfect but he's the closest thing we have to a superhero right now like He's, come on, Tony Stark. <laughs> I mean, he could be off buying islands, I guess, but he's not. You know, some well, some billionaires try to solve polio, which is awesome, and they should, and malaria, which is ridiculously awesome. He's trying to solve the, he firmly believes that the world is in peril, and we need to become multi-planetary, and he's solving it. And 
Yeah, he had an extra Tesla around. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny because I'm actually going to defend it even even more. What do you want him to do? Be living I'm, in a I'm little gonna, hut? Come I'm going to defend it even more passionately because we're going to have a link that you can check out. I would like to see the house and the cars that the people writing these articles drive. And I would like well, to see the just, food that they eat and the clothes that they wear. Well, Seriously? Come I mean, on. I, I, they, I say this fully acknowledging that this is a valid political economic system but they're they're communists <laughs> that i mean and if, and if you if you if you i actually like i i'm gonna say this on on the air but i like communism there's things about it that work really well honestly if you could if you can if you can works well in my family let's put it that you way can over, you know what on the smallest level i think it's the the best operating system if you can overcome the flaws of humanity i think it's the only thing that obviously works the thing is is that it's you know it's it's got issues. That's not the point of this conversation, James. The point <laughs> is that it's people with completely different political, economic points of views that are coming at it. And I think this is the absolute best that like most societies can really hope for is a relatively benevolent like billionaire who's trying to find long-term solutions and solutions because it's got to make money in order to work at this he's having fun with it would you really rather him spend money putting together concrete blocks and sending that up honestly and this is the thing yeah seriously if you compare it to how much money he personally invested in the building of this rocket because this doesn't just go down as r&d yeah like this rocket is just a Throw away at this point because we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> he's not going to re—they're not going to reuse any parts of this rocket. So they got to deconstruct everything and test everything. Um, so this was a complete throwaway. The cheapest part of this rocket was the Tesla. <laughs> um, Crazy. The, I know, but the thing is, and this is actually why I wanted to to bring up the controversies because um, there's a there is a a GIF that you can short video that you can check out. And it was somebody posting a diorama of their their preschoolers. There's a diorama of the solar system in their preschoolers classroom. And hanging between Earth and Mars is this little red car. And <laughs> the reality of it is, and as dumb as this sounds, it inspires people, it excites people. And that's important if this is an industry that's going to continue. You need young people, really young people, and people in their 20s and people in their 30s and people in their 40s who have the brain power to help these things succeed and to join these companies with the enthusiasm, enthusiasm and excitement that this will work. Like, this is an idea that we talk about every once in a while, but innovation doesn't just happen. In retrospect, sometimes it seems like it does, that it's its own thing and it would happen without people, but it doesn't. It happens because people with vision lead others. And this is how people with vision lead others um, and get other people excited. There are kids that, that saw these pictures of the Tesla with the earth reflected off of it and are like, oh my gosh, I want to be part of this. And they're going to be engineers and leaders of Tesla and SpaceX and other companies that are going to help lead to the future. I don't know. I think it's important. I actually think it's really important. And, and yeah, great. one of the things that um, Malcolm Gladwell writes about in his book Outliers 
is like he points to the success of Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and he goes, this isn't random. Yeah. What are the chances that the two guys who start the computer revolution, their birthdays are like two months within each other. It's like, come on. And you start to go back and you look at the research and, and at least, especially for Bill Gates, he goes, he, here was a guy who he lived upper middle class and they could afford to have these Fortran computers or whatever the language was at the time. And he learned how to program in like middle school, which was virtually unheard of. And he was the first class that had an opportunity to do it. And so everybody before him never had a chance to do that. And everybody after him was now behind by a year. (laughs) And, and it was like in, and yeah, there was an entire year of students and it just so happened that he lived in a district that had the funding to be able to buy one of these the first year that it was available. And then he invested all this time into it. He goes, it's not chance. Like that situation has been brewing since he was a child. And, yeah. and there's things like this where you get there, like if you look at the, like this is how you can predict the fall of the NFL because you look at enrollments for peewee leagues and stuff like that and you go, whoa, yeah. they're way down. Yeah, you know that's that's gonna follow, and part of it is has to do with all the news and everything that's that's coming out of it, and parents going, "Oh, geez, I don't know if I want little Johnny hitting his head like that." Which I'm yeah. like, he's small; it's not actually a big deal until he's in college. <laughs> but you know, yeah, okay, high school's not good for um, either. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just you're not quite strong enough yet to really do a lot of damage. That's but true. um, anyways, uh, where's I going with this? Um, and I think it's true with things like this too. Like there's there's kids like you yeah. talked about who are watching us. Heck there's, there's kids who are just getting out of, out of college and saying, all right, do I want to focus on building a new social media app or do I want to work on a VR rocket launch app? Like that's yeah. what you want to work on. Cause that's what I want. Um, heck I'll even take an AR one, I have a rocket launch in my backyard. That'd be sweet. Someone argue that'd be even better. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. And so I think that there's, yeah, there's totally credence to that. Yeah. So not so obviously we're saying that the the uh Starman and his Tesla ride made it to space obviously. Two of Love the it. two of the rockets landed. Uh, we talked about the video earlier. It is the best oh, video. It's amazing. That was put out there. It looks like um science fiction. Oh yeah. It's you crazy. Just go like seriously that just it's, happened. Yeah, it's amazing. Um so Starman was meant to go into an a Mars distance orbit around the sun. So basically he wouldn't be orbiting Mars, but he would be orbiting the sun at the same distance that Mars orbits. Um he did a couple of orbits around the Earth before they shot off. That was Makes sense. proving ground to the military that they could do that and in the level of performance that they could get because they're trying to prove for contracts. The funny thing is I'm pretty sure that all of the engineers didn't expect it to even get that far huh. because when they did the final burn to send it to Mars, they miscalculated it turns out and oh. it is going to the asteroid belt. It's going way past Mars. Really? Yeah. And they're like, uh, <laughs> it's, it be, I mean, it's hilarious. Cause it's like, you could tell they clearly were like, somebody was like, how much, how much, you know, how, about how far will it go? And they were like, I don't know, Mars-ish? They're like, should we look into this? And like, it's not going to make it that far. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it'll, something will go wrong. So, yeah, turn, they're not, they're going to overshoot Mars by quite a distance. 
Let's um, hope they don't do that when they eventually make the trip. Well, I think I would say I think that's the funny part is that they clearly just didn't even look into it. They just some a couple of the lead engineers. It's some intern of, do the math and no one double checked it. Yeah, wait a second. We put way too much fuel on this thing. Um, so, but but it's that's actually a good sign. That's not a bad sign. You want to overshoot, not undershoot in this sort of a circumstance. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, and then so the the biggest disappointment for the audience was that they lost the course. The two side boosters landed. Um, those had already flown once and had been reused. So those were ready to go. But the core, which was completely new, uh, needed three of the Merlin engines to fire for it to be able to slow down enough to land on the uh, barge out in sea. Only one of the, <laughs> only one of the engines lit and thing hit the ocean at 500 feet per second. <laughs> Pretty hard. It's hard uh, to land those. So it is, it is quite lost. It did a bit of damage to the, uh, to the drone, the drone ship. landing ship. Um, but I, I think one of the things that is so exciting about Tesla and as an engineer, I think it's the greatest lesson you can learn is that the Tesla engineers are, or the SpaceX engineers are clearly more excited about losing the core than landing the two sides. Landing the two sides are like, yeah, that's what we knew we would do that. That's fine. The core, we learned something from. And, mm. and Elon Musk has long talked about how failure is the main driver at SpaceX and how failure is built into the company and they've got to keep moving forward. I actually and thought that was, that was an interesting theme all week actually because um, my prediction last week was thankfully wrong and the Eagles won. Yeah. And um, what was interesting is they were interviewing Nick Foles afterwards, um, who seems like a really cool guy. And one of the things that he talked about was failure. And he was like, failure is important. It builds character. It teaches you things that you can't learn otherwise. And he goes, I'm here today because of my failures. And because I, at one point in time, almost quit the NFL and, you know, wasn't sure of my future and really had to lean on, um, what do you say, his family, his faith, his, you know, people around him. And so um, he talked about how failure produced character, which produced strength and um, you know, just some good teachings there. And, uh, and this is a guy who's like coming off of the biggest win of his life, not even just career, his life and put it in perspective. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of people have, talked about Musk that same way, especially like with his 50, 50 chance things where he's like, yeah, we're failures happens. It's okay. And you got to take a chance. And, and if you're taking a chance, that means you're going to fail sometimes. And that's, that's all right. Yeah. And I know for me, I've actually, I've thought about this before. Where I'm like, man, if I'm not failing, I'm, I, that actually starts to concern me yeah. a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's been an interesting week trying to, you know, seeing successful people, be honest and be real about that and go, no, failure is the thing. We need to embrace it. Yeah, it's exciting. It's cool. And, and the idea that you, failure, the, the difference between somebody who's successful and somebody who's a failure is only one success. The person who failed quit before they succeeded. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, sometimes you're just a loser and you're going to fail no matter what. And you're better off giving up. But um, 
<laughs> um, in this case, the analogy There's balance there, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and then, but, but that's the point is that you know that 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 SpaceX they know. Hey, we failed to land the core. That's not a problem. That there's something there's something for us to learn and to grow from, and that's exciting. And and that is why SpaceX succeeds where nobody else will even venture. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's exciting, and I like it. So uh, before we we're 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 a little bit right. late on our advertising. We're, we're start, now, dude, we got that out of the way at the very top. That's good. True. Yeah, go buy Kirill's Kerbal Space Program. Go get it. It's awesome. Definitely worth it. Um, so, yeah. So the so the why this is important. Um, obviously, it's the largest, the the most powerful rocket in production today. So bigger payloads can be brought to space. Um, this launch is just about testing the Falcon Heavy. Uh, military is really interested in this. All sorts of companies are like, hey, let's get on it. They're hoping to do like four Falcon Heavies a year and 20 wow. to 30 Falcon 9s a year. So it's, Whoa. it won't be nearly as frequent, but they want to be launching it with some regu- regularity. And, and yeah. for a smaller satellite, you don't need to do the big one. Well, I get it. Most businesses, the smaller rockets. So this is pretty good. But this yeah. is all leading to the BFR. BFR! Um, which stands for the big falcon rocket but is yeah um, right in the parlance of the youth the big is it the big falcon rocket is that really what it is it actually stands for the big falcon rocket but it's the big freaking rocket and yeah 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 that part out Um, you know that that was what everyone we had um (laughs) we came up with a there was a tool that we were using at work and we came up with a a very detailed granular intense version of it and we were talking about like, what do we call this thing? And he goes, what if you called it the telemetry metric um, indicator? How does that sound? Like, <laughs> the TMI, huh? <laughs> he goes, yeah. I'm like, I love it. That's the new name of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things, so that's the next step. Uh, but the big, the big thing here is that the, that the Falcon Heavy can launch a Dragon capsule, which could carry astronauts. So... Doing ah. trips to the space station or doing trips um, to the moon and back. That's what the Falcon Heavy is capable of doing. Well, let's do it. SpaceX wants to focus on the BFR because they think it's a more Fair important enough. rocket for the future. Uh, and they don't want to spend time and money on something that is just a stopgap. Yeah, all right. Unless the BFR hits real roadblocks, then the Falcon Heavy can pick up there. So that's kind of where they're going. Um, and ultimately, as we've talked about before, this is all about a spring on a space race to Mars. Uh, Boeing has claimed that they can beat SpaceX there, and Musk's response was, great, do it, <laughs> which is wonderful and awesome and part of the reason why space or Ted Musk is such a lovable dude. And I think, that, I think, that, I think the big question this isn't here, a competition between us. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to race to Mars so we can save humanity from itself. That's actually what's important. Um, yeah, so this is the, the, the new space races. Oh, uh, that's great. Getting excited. So the big question is, are they going to sell any SpaceX flamethrowers? That's <laughs> the final question that we've got here. But Sounds like they're thinking about it. <laughs> In a way, they do sell SpaceX branded flamethrowers. They just cost $50 million to launch. <laughs> yes, yes. 
but yeah. for now <laughs> it's cool it's yeah right it's it's a cool week it's fun it's fun to watch man crazy man what a cool guy yeah. i think i don't know he's got he's got a good imagination he's got a good engineering brain and he's got a good pocketbook that all helps yeah. it definitely helps man that's cool i do like that uh i think it was um I don't know. I, I get like Boeing can be what they want, but um, Jeff Bezos was even like, Hey, good luck guys. Yeah. Launch. You know, you're like, that's cool. There's that cool. Like, I think they both get it. We're like, dude, we're both billionaires and life is fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't, this isn't a be all end all. I, by the way, at the end of their little telecast before they kind of like felt like abruptly ended it. Um, you could tell it didn't land <laughs> I know. when they just were like, well, I guess we'll find out later and we got to sign off. Bye. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting at the end, they were like, Hey, if you want to be part of the team, check it out. SpaceX.com slash careers. And I watched that video with Jesse and she was like, well, did you go to the website and check it out? I was like, well, no, but all right, let me pull it up. And I did, they have like one marketing position. Because well, they don't actually sell to people, so right, yeah. <laughs> they don't need that. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, I probably won't be working for them anytime soon. I think it was in Hawthorne, but uh, yeah, they have a lot of engineering jobs in Seattle, but I don't qualify for a single one, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should look into it. Do they need mechanical engineers with a software? software yeah, software they might. Account? I feel like I feel like that's a thing. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Man. Ah, oh, SpaceX. Good job. So when's the next launch? Uh Falcon Heavy. No, it's not scheduled. But okay. but this is a screaming success. So they're probably cool. lining up the paying customers right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They probably were already kind of lining them up. And now they're signing paperwork. Yeah. Which is cool. I love it, man. Very, very cool. So um our question for you is, did you, did you watch it? Did you get into it or is this news? Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you like, SpaceX? Yes. Um, I think to officially answer the question, I think I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, he's the, probably the best. The yeah. Best. Well, yeah. I, I don't want to get too controversial, but I'm going to go with, he's the greatest. The greatest. That's, oh, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. And maybe that could be our secondary question. What do you think? Is he the best or the greatest? Make sure to cite your sources and your answer. And uh, <laughs> good. Uh, with that, we want to say thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You can check out all the links to our show on furlibros.com slash 326. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. We want to say thank you to those of you who contribute to the show. And thank you for a bunch of people who wrote articles like Lauren Grush of The Verge, Eric Berger of Ars Technica, Swampna Krishna at Engadget, and a bunch of other folks that provided information. We really do appreciate it. My name is James Furlow, and my Kerbal Space Program playing video game brother is... Matthew Furlow, and so we will talk next time.